this is besides the obvious. Your favorite travel podcast. This is the post number one of uh, Besides the Obvious. <laughs> and uh, we are here just to speak about places in Spain. Hi, Anna. Hi there. Hi. How are you? Great, great. Thank you. So, thanks for having me here. Of course, of course. Feel at home. <laughs> So, if you want, uh, since you are a Hungarian, right? Yes, I'm Hungarian. And I think I can give a short intro to myself and to ourselves and to besides the obvious what we are doing here. <laughs> so, whoever listens this podcast, and maybe you are not familiar with it, but we have started a travel blog. Let's say travel blog, but uh, in the Excellent. meantime, in the meantime, it um, escalated further and we we like to call it like travel stories and an image bank, why besides the obvious. But uh, in theory, yes, this is a travel blog that we are um, basically writing uh, on many platforms. And so far, you will be able you were able to only uh, read us. But uh, time to time, we were recording a couple of uh, little episodes about our impressions from different. Um, location, different travel destinations, and we have included into our articles that we have posted. But now, since everyone is doing podcasts, we were thinking, why not to do podcasts? Yeah, actually, it's like a therapy, <laughs> especially for travel six like us. Yeah, that's, at the moment, unfortunately, we are able to travel within very limited uh, areas. Since we are based in Spain, Whoever knows that or the or don't know that we are based in Spain, actually in Catalonia, actually in Costa Dorada, and uh, Costa Dorada for us it's obvious, but for maybe many people it's not that obvious. Where is it located on the map? But uh, we are living the reality of a weekend when we cannot even leave our municipality, and uh, I think I can speak on behalf of both of us that we are crazy travelers and uh, when, if we can choose how to spend our free time, we were always traveling all over the world and this feeling that we cannot leave our municipality That's during nice. a weekend, yeah, so instead of therapy, we were thinking to let's, let's do a podcast, let's, right, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> let's share our feelings here. And yes, uh, beside, before going further, uh, I do encourage everyone to, to check our travel blog, besides the obvious.net, and you can also find us on social media. We are active, very active on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. So feel free to check our site, what we are doing. If you like it, just click on follow. It's perfect, our own PR done. Besides the obvious, na 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 na, besides the obvious, na 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 na, besides the obvious, na 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 na. Besides the obvious, na 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 na, besides the obvious, na 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 na, besides the obvious, na 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 na.
Thank you very much, Anna. But uh, you are here, right, uh, to speak about uh, a feeling, actually. So since you are Hungarian, and uh, did, that's what my uh, super idea to start this uh, series of podcasts, uh, that uh, why not to check, no? Why not to ask you about uh, your host country, actually, no? Meaning uh, Spain. And... Uh, As you about your favorite places here in my country, actually, that uh, I have enjoyed a lot uh, showing to you, and uh, you have uh, well shown me many, many, many places of my country that I didn't go before. So, uh, which are those uh, for you your favorite ones? Yeah, I think I should have some background because. Uh... Just to list a couple of places that I would consider my favorite ones without an explanation why and without understanding my thinking behind why would sound a bit weird for many, many of you, I think. So, yeah, indeed, I came to Spain one and a half year ago. Since then, uh, I was able to enjoy for a while. We were, be we were able to travel, we were able to to discover many places all around Spain. We have done a couple of round trips around Spain, but then of course the lockdown happened and uh, since March this year, we are more limited in terms of the choices. But uh, so let's let's give uh, some background. Um, originally, yes, I'm Hungarian, as you mentioned. However, I uh, didn't live in Hungary for for more than 10 years. So even before coming to Spain, I was living abroad in different countries. So it's not my first uh, experience to living somewhere abroad. But uh, what I can say that Spain is definitely so far my favorite. Um, of course, I can list here all the cliches, the number of sunny hours per day, the beautiful weather, the beautiful coast, the beautiful mountains, so many things that uh, Spain has and can provide us with. Not to mention all the culinary treasures, not to mention all the cultural uh, hidden or not hidden, discovered or not discovered the gems that you can find. So yes, Spain is, uh, let's say, regardless of the current uh, situation, It's, uh, I think it's a dream country to live in as a traveler. Of course, there are downsides as well, and uh, dealing with daily bureaucracy in Spain is not easy. But it's another <laughs> story, we can dedicate to that process for that. Sure, many of them. <laughs> But, so let's say, let's say uh, what I think about Spain, and what I think about Spain and, uh, and its opportunities where to travel. Uh, before moving here, uh, as you know, I was coming to Spain from time to time, but my knowledge about the country was very, very limited. So I, I had family vacations, I had business trips, I had weekends, I, uh, I'd been uh, on Ibiza, and we can, uh, we can name the most uh, common and most obvious, pla obvious places where everyone goes as a tourist, right? And uh, still, I think um, my knowledge before moving here was, was very limited about Spain, regardless of course, uh, visiting the capital, visiting Barcelona, visiting uh, Costa del Sol, Andalusia before. Uh, well, fair enough. 
Yeah, it's, I think it's uh, still more than a usual traveler is doing in Spain. But the moment when I when I moved here, I realized that I I know shit, basically. So the moment when I realized that, like me personally i was super happy that uh, suddenly i'm based in barcelona one of the most amazing cities all around the world and then out of just out of barcelona within a one two hour short distance you can reach so many so many amazing places that you would never think of and uh, and we are still talking only about the surroundings of barcelona but spain is huge and uh and there are many places at the moment yet <laughs> they are still on my bucket list. I, I didn't have the chance to go there. But it's uh, it's on our our plan, and uh, let's hope that uh, one day I can I can connect again to this podcast and I can say that yes, I've been all the provinces in Spain. <laughs> Ask me anything. <laughs> well, so far you have visited uh, many already, right? Yes, but if you ask me to list it now. I can I can put in order my favorites, <laughs> which is not fair. I know it's <laughs> not fair to whoever listens. I don't know. Yeah, I can start with places, and then uh, we can well dedicate more time you know, to those besides the obvious places that are very nice to listen. Yeah, so that's the thing that, uh, for instance, uh, we want to go to Roma for for. I don't know, many, many times, but uh, we didn't have the opportunity or we just uh, we were just too busy to go there. But like, uh, or, or someone who is listening, for instance, from Extremadura, I never been there and I think it's not fair <laughs> that, that uh, right now I'm just listing the places that are I, I, I really fell in love during this trip. Um, and but yeah, we can do that. So I don't mind. I don't mind to do this way. Uh, let's start, I think, with one of my favorites, which is uh, definitely Andalusia. And uh, the reason behind, I think it's super simple. Uh, I was there on a family vacation many, many years ago, more than 20 years ago. And afterwards, the second time when I returned, it was with you last summer. Uh, last summer when we were still free to travel and we have decided to make a round trip by car uh, including as well Andalusia and many places around around there starting and arriving uh, back to to Barcelona so it was uh, more than 2,000 kilometers that we have done by car even 3,000 during 10, 10, 12 days but it was super. So in Andalusia, why? <laughs> there are no. It's I know it's a it's a cliche. Everyone likes Andalusia, especially if you're a tourist, uh, because of uh, because of the vibe, because of the people. And uh, me personally, I'm I'm a bit freak in terms of that. I hate touristy places. So I, what I'm really looking for is authenticity authenticity, uh, real people, real culture, some kind of real touch, real feeling of uh, the places. So I will never be the person who will recommend a, a tourist resort or these kind of things. <laughs> and then, <laughs> these kind of things I'm, I'm telling. So, and in Andalusia, regardless of, of course, it's 
like uh, it's also full with uh, tourist resorts as well and in Andalusia as well you can find many many famous uh, holiday towns villages uh, and yes I had the chance to visit for instance even Marbella which is uh, it's a beautiful and amazing place well it's not my kind of style don't like it either but uh, but let's let's say that in Andalusia all the villages that we have visited besides Sevilla, they all have some some special special touch. And now I think uh, if I mention, for instance, Espejo, I would be very curious out of our listeners who ever heard, even if it, if if it's someone from Andalusia. I never have heard before going in my life. So Espero, uh, just to, to give you an idea why we ended up there, we didn't want to go to Espero. It's not on the plan. Even then, I didn't know that it exists, right? No. So, so as, as I mentioned, we were in, on, on our way in the car and we were free, like birds. And uh, our idea was to, to basically, wherever the wherever we reach during a day we just look for accommodation and we stay there for the night and then the next day we are going further right and uh, this was the case with Espejo so before that before arriving at Hull correct me if I'm wrong but we have visited uh, so starting from Barcelona around Aragon and then uh, Castilla, La Mancha and Toledo and all these places we ended up in Andalusia right and then uh, in Andalusia, we didn't have a real clear plan ahead of us. We, we knew that we want to go to Sevilla, we wanted to go to Cadiz, we wanted to do several places, but we had many kilometers ahead of us, so of course we needed to sleep somewhere. Well, we have said before, so not having a plan is a plan. And uh, well, actually not having a plan was the best plan we could have exactly. ever taken. Because... Uh, well, well, allowed us to, um, to discover this kind of places, right? The plan actually was to go to Sevilla, was to do this uh, kind of uh, Spanish tour, no? From the north to the south, no? Passing through um, interesting places just to show, no? The diversity of the country. That is uh, probably one of the best assets in Spain. And uh, I wanted to... Um, to visit that time, I have been many times before, of course, but uh, I wanted to visit, uh, for sure, Sevilla and Cadiz. There are other, many other very interesting places in Andalusia. But it's true that these uh, small villages were a really, really nice surprise, like uh, everything there. And uh, the only reason why we ended up in Espejo was basically we just needed an accommodation and we were looking around on booking. And uh, it's not sponsored <laughs> <laughs> yet. Oh, we wouldn't mind. So, and that was the most convenient option uh, and accommodation in, in Espejo. And uh, since then, uh, we are dreaming about that place, what we found there. And uh, we were in touch even with the owners, and uh, they are lovely people. And uh, the accommodation, what we found there, it was just. Uh, Amazing, not to mention that we have celebrated your birthday there. But uh, uh, thanks to this, that we found this accommodation there, we had the chance to go to Espejo. And the other day, uh, to Casares, right? Yeah. 
is also like a very nice discovery and, and super, super cute place. So, yes, if we are talking about besides the obvious places in Andalusia, I would really mention these two. But there are many others. And um, even even on the coast, I think we have to mention Nerha because of... Uh, <laughs> my uh, so many reasons <laughs> so I was uh, I, I'm still in love with Nerha village on the coast Costa del Sol uh, that we again visited last summer during this trip and yes Nerha became a very vivid lively touristy town during the years but it still has a very very nice vibe and it's still I think it's still a place that I would definitely recommend to anyone to visit. I think it's lovely, lovely place, really. Yes. On the coast, beautiful, still authentic. Even uh, it's a bit spoiled for Spanish because, uh, especially this uh, series, no, <laughs> Verano Azul <laughs> <laughs> was very popular when I was a child many many years ago. But uh, anyhow, it's still uh, quite, uh, mm, I don't know, authentic. Uh, for sure, as uh, through a transformation, no a development, but uh, you can feel so still the the real vibe there. Regardless, oh, many things change it, but uh, change it everywhere, and especially all along the Spanish coast. Yeah, mm. but for me, it's always super surprising that. Um the superficial knowledge that an average tourist can have about Spain, how different it is versus the reality that you can really see and understand once uh, once you dedicate more time or once you have the chance to live for a while in Spain. It's so different versus that you have in, in your mind as an idea what Spain is about. Like this cliche, of course, uh, um, eating pie every day, having siesta and then starting to drink sangria like this. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need to tell you that since I'm living in Spain, we have never drank sangria, right? Mm, no, no, and it's not like I mean, one thing is it's not my favorite, but the other thing is that like there are so many better things, better drinks, especially the wines, even the the beers, so many more quality drinks that you can have <laughs> instead of this. Uh, drinks created for the tourists so well actually you can explain um, a bit so sangria is uh, is real it's authentic um but it's not a, an everyday drink and uh, was not popular at all in cities so it's a thing that uh, it's a summer drink and it's a, a drink very popular for these popular parties uh, well that they are matching with the saints they of uh, every village and uh, all the villages uh, on the streets celebrating this uh, this day that they have a day off for that. And they join with groups and uh, after that they are celebrating and doing uh, things and getting drunk and these things. And it's a very old school popular drink for these celebrations. But I don't know why, maybe because of the English writers or whatever, that uh, someone pointed out that, oh, it's, it's sweet, it's nice, it's something very easy to drink. And uh, because it's with fruits and uh, with uh, wine, and then became popular into tourists. And the tourists, they started to come and order sangria everywhere. 
And uh, of course, the locals are not uh, stupid and uh, they are taking the advantage and making business out of it. And um, well, <laughs> and uh, since then, so we have a sangria, every bar that they can prepare for you. But uh, if you're a tourist coming to Spain, if you are not ordering sangria in a proper place that you know that they are preparing good, don't ding that. Because it's uh, made out of the shittiest wine that you can find in the supermarkets. So this kind of pot uh, wine. No? And uh, they are adding a lot of sugar. No fruit. <laughs> no fruit at all. And, uh, well, they are cutting a couple of slices of orange or something. They are putting that and they are serving to the tourists and they are charging, uh, well, seven or eight times more than uh, they should be in you know, the price for that. But the other thing, I think it's worth to mention that, uh, and we can dedicate another another session for that, but uh, the paella experience is that, yes, I need to admit that before, before uh, meeting you or before moving here, for me, it was like, yeah, Spain, yeah, it's uh, the traditional national dish is paella. And then since uh, how much I learned about this and uh, where to find it, and uh, yes, we can dedicate a session about talking about Valencia, Comunidad Valenciana. <laughs> and they're amazing, amazing uh, rice fields and rice, rice dishes, not to mention the Catalan rice dishes as well. So, but back to the back to the culinary to to Andalusia. So this is as well what I learned that um, majority of the tapas, at least majority of the tapas that I like, <laughs> is coming from uh, that that ter- territory from that region. And uh, and it's really amazing. So I'm not sure um, how much you know about uh, Spanish tapas dishes besides the obvious ones. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, there, I think uh, the best thing that you can do is really just uh, just go to these nice, authentic, local tapas places, check what is on the menu, what is recommended, what is fresh, and just order it. And yes, indeed, it's true that this is their kind of fast food, right? This is the Spanish fast food, we can say yeah. that. But I think it's... Oh, nice food. But I think it's a very, like, you cannot compare this with, with the McDonald's. So, I mean, if you're talking about fast food, if you're talking about this kind of uh, easy to easy to get, easy to, to prepare food, it's like, uh, it's super. Like, the quality is super, much, much healthier, even though, of course, like, many fried things, many oily things. But majority is all about um, seafood, fish many many vegetables and the portions are usually not that large so i think it's uh, it's um, the whole culture of tapas is about sharing so and this is what i really like that we order a couple of them we share it we have a discussion so it's a it's a it's a very nice cultural and gastronomical uh, uh, concept what they are what is still there and this is still a living uh, living habit so yes tapas is one of my favorite really mm-hmm. and all the tapas that we have tried that tried uh, in andalusia in all the places so it i never had this feeling that in some some cheap bars all around spain you can find this kind of oh it's not that fresh or it's not that nice there it was everything like oh my god no it's true it's true i i like them very much well it's 
in my blood, actually. <laughs> my, it's my ADN. <laughs> but, uh, well, I was thinking about this village uh, that you have said, you have pointed out Espejo and Casares, no? I have, um, just to explain uh, what is there, no? Besides the heritage and the tapas, uh, for me, it's an image. It's an the, image. The never-ending landscape of olive. Exactly, exactly. From every terrace, everywhere. And besides that, when you are on the road, going from village to village, no, and uh, you're arriving to the next one of the villages, so you see this, uh, well, never-ending olive trees, fields there, and then you see the next one up on a hill, always, and it's uh, full, it's crazy white. The sun is shining, no, it's reflecting, no, on the the white of the village, and uh, well, in the background you have this uh, sea, no, of olive trees, uh, of olive trees, sorry, and uh, it's really a, an amazing picture for me, and it's uh, everywhere there, so yeah. it's really really awesome, and then there's uh, well this contrast with the villages, no, on the shore. And uh, the cities, that the cities are special, no? Yeah, but back to the oil, I think it's really outstanding. So the quality of the oil there is, yeah, as well in many other places in Spain, especially in Catalonia, you can have very nice oil. But but there, this the feeling that you are wherever you go and wherever you see, you actually see the trees, you actually see the where it's coming from you you see on every field that this belongs to this company this belongs to this owner this belongs to that owner mm. the different um, uh, size of the the olive trees there the new ones the super old ones so i think it's a very nice thing and, and wherever you go and wherever you try the the olive oil it's, it's really outstanding yeah 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 what about the cities cities so, uh, I had the chance to visit before uh, Malaga, uh, Cordoba, uh, and together with you, uh, Sevilla, Cadiz, and Jerez uh, combined, and Algeciras, <laughs> which is kind of besides the obvious place. <laughs> uh, but I think let's start with Sevilla. Sevilla, hey. <laughs> <laughs> is the famous song Sevilla tiene un color especial So Sevilla um, I wanted to go there for a very long time even before moving here and even during our family trip it was on, on the plan but finally we didn't make it and uh, honestly I didn't have a an outlined idea how this city could be besides of the feeling that this is the basically the capital of the sound and uh, and then when we arrived full <laughs> so we arrived to Sevilla uh, after a wine tasting in Jerez uh, which was already a, a great idea to start a day with a wine tasting in Jerez as we have done it <laughs> and uh, it was early August, crazy, crazy hot. So this is what we need to mention, that Andalusia and the summers there, it's unbearable. So during the day, you are either in the shadow, Pola Sombra, 
or or in a swimming pool or in the or in a <laughs> or in an air conditioned uh, dark room or or you don't survive basically and um yeah, so we have started our day with a wine tasting in Jerez, and then uh, later in the afternoon we were uh, going further to Sevilla. And when we arrived to Sevilla, I remember that uh, it was more than 42 degrees, yeah. uh, according to the car thermometer. And uh, the city was completely empty, so it was around 3, 4 in the afternoon. The city was completely em empty, obviously, because everyone who has some kind of uh, sense was staying at home or not, not going on the streets in this in this temperature. Because nobody wants to outside, right? <laughs> and uh, we we went to zero accommodation and luckily we were super lucky. It was not on purpose that but we were super lucky that it had a, a little pool, swimming pool and on the rooftop with amazing views on the city. And basically we just we wanted to discover Sevilla and we had limited number of days there, so we were not like, okay, we can do the sightseeing tomorrow or day after or day after. But it was impossible to in this in that heat to move further. So we have decided, okay, so this afternoon we spend it in the swimming pool on the rooftop, enjoying a couple of beers with a couple of beers. And once the sun goes down then we will go and conquer Sevilla. <laughs> And this is what we have done, but uh, even the views from this uh, rooftop were very, very nice. And uh, it was very funny because uh, indeed, uh, during the afternoon on the city and the streets and uh, all the surroundings, they're super empty. But the moment and the sun goes down, suddenly the city became very vivid and uh, many people around. And this was basically the, the second morning for the city when everyone suddenly is out, everyone is active, everyone is doing things, having tapas, drinks. So Sevilla really has a not just a special color, <laughs> but but as well as well a special special feeling, especially during summer. So I, I really enjoy that. But even during during the evening, like uh, I don't know how we were dressed, but basically we were wearing nothing, just like uh, the less clothes as possible on you, and you were still kind of sweating. Uh, around 10, 11 in the evening when you're walking on the street. It's that warm. So it's amazing, amazing temperature there. Yeah. But speaking about the bife, I remember those beers, you know, you mentioned. Um, well, having there, you know, at the pool. So we wanted to drink something since uh, we had nothing uh, to drink. So I needed to go to a scavenge you know, on the street. So nobody there. It's uh, 42, 43, 43 degrees you know, under the sun was uh, nothing open, but it was a bar there. And uh, the door was uh, well, half opened. So I checked inside and a guy came and said, oh, what do you want? No, very friendly, very friendly. And, uh, and I said, I would like a couple of beers if you, you don't mind. So he said, uh, oh, okay, okay. So he went and uh, he brought this kind of uh, very small bottles no, that they're <laughs> using in Sevilla because uh, they're more popular there since uh, it's very it's very warm, so they they like it uh, much to have the the beer very very cold. So if you are drinking a um, big bottle, so it's getting warm. Meanwhile, you are drinking, and uh, well, the guy uh, brought that, and I said, uh, "Oh, maybe four, 
no? And uh, he brought uh, the beers and uh, he expected from me to pay in cash, of course, because uh, they are not using very much the credit card there. And uh, he has no change. Uh, we are speaking about uh, three, four euros, I don't remember. And I tried to pay with a 10 euros note. So he said, oh, no worries. So just come after, come after. And uh, <laughs> this, is, this is the vibe, no? That, uh, well, uh, so basically he left you to bring the beers for free without knowing or being secure that you will ever pay for it. And this is what I'm telling to you about this. <laughs> the, the real people, this, this is so nice. The trust and the, the hospitality that... Like imagine this in Barcelona in a no, Chinese bar it would never happen. Even with the bar <laughs> by the owners uh, that they are locals, yeah. right? And the funniest thing is that uh, we went back the same day to pay. Yes, but very very late in the evening. So so we left the pool finally, and finally it was a better temperature. So we walked around uh, Sevilla, Tiana, and all the places. We had tapas, and very very late in the evening. Uh, we were like, oh, we need to pay the guy, so we have to go back. But let's see if he's open or not open or whatever, if, if we find a bar, bar or not find a bar. And we found the bar, of course, and uh, and it was open. And we had the idea of having uh, orange wine, vino de naranja, which is super popular. Super popular. Yeah, quite popular. Yeah. Quite popular in, in Sevilla, and it's amazing. It's super nice. I mean, I really, really like it. Has a, I mean, uh, for me, for instance, I, I don't like Herod's wine. It's not my taste. I appreciate, of course, uh, the culture and the, everything, all the production that they are doing, but it's not my, my style. And comparing with that, uh, Vino de Naranja is like, it's also sweet, which is a bit. bit oh, it's cold this time. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice. And we wanted to have actually uh, orange wine. And we were thinking that uh, we tried in several bars, but they didn't have in the, in those bars. No, because it's something that is homemade mainly, and it's uh, well produced for sellers, for these things. Uh, so it's not uh, produced for bars, especially because they are trying to be trendy and to serve uh, new. So therefore, our question was this guy uh, and his where we anyhow needed to go back to pay for the beers, right? And, uh, and we went back and the bar was full and, uh, and I remember that we, we entered and then the moment when the, when the owner or this, uh, I think he was the owner, so Danny immediately like, hombre, <laughs> like, <laughs> like he was so nice and so friendly, like, uh, yes, I think if you, if you are that friendly and that nice and if you are normal, person for sure you are going back to pay but but it not, was not about that so it was not about that that he's happy because you are going back to pay it was rather about that that he was happy that you are to yes that you return and then you return the, with, with your partner so not alone ah he was interesting uh, she's learning Spanish <laughs> she can speak some Spanish <laughs> So, and, and the funniest part that we have asked if he had Vino de Naranja, and he had. So yeah, we said, well, the last option, and we succeed the last try. <laughs> so, summarizing your recommendation for Andalusia would be, because we have uh, developed this post in a post about Andalusia, speaking yeah. about favorites in Spain. So, well, it's... Uh, 
Wow. Is well, that lining? We can cover all the other regions, all the provinces, but this is what I'm saying, that in Spain there are many, many, many places, many amazing places, many well-known places, and uh, less known more besides the obvious uh, uh, <laughs> locations and villages that we really recommend to, to visit. But if you need to sum up for Andalusia, I would say that it's... Uh, it's worth to keep an eye on those little villages that are coming on the road um, um, randomly. randomly, without planning. And uh, and yes, you cannot miss out Sevilla, you cannot miss out Cadiz, you cannot miss out the, the more obvious places, not to mention Cordoba even. But these villages, Espejo and, uh, and Casares, it, you can really, you can really live the real vibe and understand the the real way how they are living among those never-ending olive tree fields. <laughs> Thank you very much, Anna, for coming and feeling at home here in our first podcast of uh, Besides the Obvious. And thank you very much, you Travel Six, for listening in us. our well starting and uh, very successful. Uh, beginning of uh, this series of podcast of Besides the Obvious. Thank you very much. Thank you too. And don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> Stay tuned. This is Besides the Obvious. Your favorite travel podcast.